I'm so grateful to be here. I am. Um, it. This kind of freaks me out seeing so many nice folks on here. Uh, I I do a lot of Zooms where I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody on there. And 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 on this meeting this morning, um, I probably know at least two of you. No, no, I know there's a whole bunch of you guys that I know, and it just it's like being uh, like sitting around a Christmas tree on Christmas morning like that, just with, with your fam. Um, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty special. Some of y'all have come long distances to, to get on here and had to get up real, real, real early. And, um, and I'm, I'm so grateful. Um, the, um, you know, th this, um, oh, I guess I ought to, for those that I don't know, uh, that I have not met, my name is Myers Raymer, very grateful recovered alcoholic from Ingram, Texas, in the middle of freaking nowhere. Um, and I took my last drink January 15th of 88. And um, that's all that. Uh, I, 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 of all of the things that I get a chance to do, um, I, I love talking for family weeks and treatment centers where I'm talking to families that don't uh, really understand the whole piece of, of alcoholism and, and addiction. And I love doing those talks. And I really, really, really love doing uh, foundation stuff like this. Um, it's, it's funny. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 25, 26 years ago, whatever we, when we started primary purpose in, in Dallas, um, after a while, we realized that we had rooms that were filling up with people that wanted to hear the message of recovery, but there were so many people in there that were new and we were in the chapter to the wives or someplace back over in the book. And we felt uncomfortable because there were a lot of folks couldn't get that. Um, they didn't, they were just behind. And so um, they started a beginner's meeting um, and it took us about a month and a half, two months to, for somebody to finally say, golly, my daughter was in that meeting and she came out talking about stuff that I've never heard of. I, I wish I wasn't a uh, 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 older. If I was a beginner, I could go to that meeting. And so I looked at Clifford and Clifford said, we're changing the name of that dang thing really quick. And so that's when they we started calling them foundation meetings. Um, and we're welcoming. And and I got to tell you, there's nothing that was more fun than to rush out of that meeting, our, our book study at the end of the meeting, and slide around the corner to where that foundation meeting was being held in another room and watch those guys that have been in the room for 17, 20, 25 years walk out just like, what, what the heck just happened in there? I mean, I just, I heard stuff that I didn't, connect up that I didn't understand and I didn't, it was, uh, uh, um, amazing stuff. I, um, I, I just, I'm going to get into this. I, I promise I need to set some, some stuff up here first. The, um, have y'all ever, have y'all ever noticed how fleeting willingness is and, and, um, and motivation. Uh, I mean, you will get guys that are a week uh, from their last drink and they're real motivated to do something. And then three weeks later, you couldn't get them to get on a Zoom at gunpoint. They just they're not motivated anymore. They figured it out. They kind of worked it all out. There's always that side of it. But there's also another side that we don't ever want to talk about, but we're going to for 60 seconds. Um Folks, it's disturbing how many people come to AA and then leave. And, and we, 
we always kind of co-sign it by saying, well, they, they just weren't ready. They're just not ready yet. And, and I got to I got to say, y'all, I, I, I've been doing this long enough now and watching it long enough that somewhere along the line, um, I need to ask you this question. And I think it's the $64,000 question. What is it that those newcomers needed to hear that they didn't hear? And I'm not trying to spank anybody because I spent years and years sitting in meetings talking about my story and this sort of stuff. Um, uh, my buddy Chad was talking about it some yesterday and, 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 and I'm totally, I totally agree. I, I just, it just, sometimes uh, we waste the golden opportunity um, uh, of being able to pull those folks with a vision of how cool it is by just staying in the text. Bill Wilson calls it a, a, a common solution. And I, I just think that sometimes um, um, we need to pay attention to that. Guys, it's a big world. And, and we, we, it's different in different places. And if you were raised in a culture in your AA group where people had big books and used big books and talked big book, um, then you have a different view on this. Um, as if you were raised in, an, in, a, in a culture in that meeting where all you did was share your uh, experience, strength, and hope. There's nothing wrong with that necessarily, but the problem is, is that you'd end up like me seven years in AA, so amazingly unhappy that I could not even begin to describe it. Suicidal would do a, a pretty good job of it. Um, I don't even know who the co-founders of Alcoholics Anonymous are, because we're not talking about any of that stuff. That's the reason why I think this stuff is, is so much more important. Um, it sets a baseline um, for um, not only our own recovery, but it also sets a baseline of how we uh, handle the, the, the unbelievable uh, task of being able to carry other people through this work. Um, um, are we just shooting from the hip? Um, uh, trying to be hip, slick, and cool. I, that's me. I'm poster boy for that, that narrative like that. Or are we understanding the text in a way um, that will allow us to um, just simply carry that? Um, there's a great deal of freedom, an amazing amount of freedom in being able to just share what the book says. Then I don't have to be hip, slick, slick and cool. I don't have to be smart. I don't have to be I don't have to be anything. I just have to be a, a, a vessel carrying a clear message that was spiritual in nature, uh, that was was brought to us out of a dark, dark time um, in um, the in the world when alcoholism was killing um, hundreds of thousands of people, and we had no um, we had nothing to fix it. Um, the um, I think sometimes it's a good idea, and, and then I'm, I'm getting into this. I think it's a good idea sometimes to, uh, when next time you're sitting in a meeting, if you want to know kind of where you stand in the big picture, it's, close your eyes sitting in a meeting. Just sit there for a minute and then just close your eyes, even whether it's on a Zoom or whether it's, it's uh, in, a, in a face-to-face, and ask yourself, where are you, what is the new person hearing? What, what, are, they, what are they hearing? It's funny, the, the, you'll discount a lot of stuff, but when you, um, when you really pay attention, when my daughter sobered up a couple of years ago when she was in the rooms, I became vigilant, not the word, hypervigilant may be the word uh, of, of paying attention to what it was that she was hearing. 
And I would walk out of some meetings just like on fire because I was so upset that she was hearing somebody's pet died and they, we talked about, I'm sorry the pet died. I am truly, I'll send them a text after the meeting and tell them exactly how sorry I am. Uh, but, but taking up valuable recovery time when we've got this little window, somebody sent me a new copy of the Harris County uh, uh, chip sales, and I'm not going to get into a bunch of it like this. Um, but in, in one year, they gave out 16,000 desire chips. Guess how many one month chips they gave out? Right at 6,000. Which means that 10,000 people didn't pick up a one month chip, which is, is disturbing. And you have to ask yourself the question. Yes, some of those folks decided they didn't want to do what we do, but a lot of those folks, it's, it's, it, it bothers me to say it, but a lot of those folks, I don't think heard what they needed to hear. They weren't, they weren't excited about the idea. Um, they were pulled with this vision of maybe staying sober one day at a time, which is horrific. It's fun for a while, but after you've been doing it for a couple of years, it becomes a burden to carry that is that is goofy. Uh, Bill Wilson and those cats were talking about this this amazing um, uh, program where um, we could live life free of the bondage of self and free of this um, uh, it, this nightmare that was recovered that was just sobriety. And they introduced us to this idea of recovery. And that's where I want to start. To, uh, we'll talk about that for just a second. If, if you, if, in your book, flip over to the, uh, the, the title page, Alcoholics Anonymous. The, the, and there's a little piece there, the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. The word was used for a reason. And Bill will beat us up with it. 30 times, something like this, 31, 32, depending on what, what reference you're using, um, the times they use the word recover in the big book. Recovery and sobriety are two distinctly different things. Uh, uh, sober is cool. Sober is better than dying. I, 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 but, but, but sober is not what he was after. He was after a step past that where we could look at what real freedom is to get up in the morning and take a deep breath and know that you're not having to grab your trigger list off the night table and be ready to go. Uh, -uh, uh, -uh. that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound like freedom to me. That sounds like another thing of, of, of bondage flip, flip over to um, the uh, forward to the first edition. X I I I. Um, I'm just I'm just going to read certain pieces of this because I'm kind of kind of setting this thing up a little bit. At the top of that page, uh, uh, the forward of the first edition, it says we of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered. There's that crazy word again from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body to show other alcoholics precisely how we've recovered is the main purpose of this book. Notice it didn't say how we got sober. It said how we recovered. This is a big thing. If you've never messed with it, if you've never, if you've just discounted it, I hate that word recovered. I hear that all the time. People will send me texts. I'll always be recovering. Look at what the text says. So we're going to have to either figure this out and 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 decide each one of us for ourselves is the is the text the basis of our recovery? Is it is it 
this is the textbook that we're using and we're going to follow these or are we free to choose and pick whatever we want to do? And I'm telling you right now, that cafeteria style approach has um, disturbed lots and killed lots. Um, and so we, we don't want to do that. If we could help it, let's just just, just stay this. Um, our, your experiences are hugely important. I'm not ever discounting the importance of that. But I, I think Bill was kind of right in your face about all, all that. Um, for a lot of folks that are newer in the program, if you flip back over to XVI, I'm in the forward to the second edition, I'm kind of back over in there. The, um, the um, um, about two thirds uh, of the way down, um, they're talking about this experience of, of, of Bill Wilson um, and um, they're talking about this, this idea that, that maybe there was something more than just being sober. I'm about two thirds of the way down. He suddenly realized that in order to save himself, he must carry this message to other alcoholics. That alcoholic turned out to be the Akron physician, uh, Dr. Bob. The physician that they're talking about, we're getting ready to talk about here in just a second, had repeatedly tried uh, spiritual means to resolve his alcoholic dilemma, but it failed. But when the broker gave him Dr. Silkworth's description of alcoholism and its hopelessness, the physician began to pursue the spiritual remedy for his malady with a willingness that he'd never been able to muster. Guys, this is if there's a single piece that that all of this this morning's talk is going to center around, it's that idea that they just read. If if you understand the nature of your disease, then you are infinitely qualified to carry this message and to help other folks that are struggling with this nasty stuff. Um, it, it's it, it's sort of an amazing deal. If you don't know what alcoholism is, and that had been the problem before Silkworth started trying to codify some of this, if you don't understand, then then you will uh, quickly be back in a position with your hand on the tiller, running the show, trying to. Well, I know I just I just made some bad decisions, and that's why I'm loaded. I I just if I could just get a better job, if I could just get a a, a better girl, or if I could get that girl back, if I could, you'll have a hundred. Uh, reasons. Um, and, and that's tragic. I, I just think that if, if we spent more time, Bill Wilson, at least four times, and somebody told me the other day that they had counted another one, at least four times, Bill Wilson refers us back to the chapter on alcoholism, um, uh, 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 chapter three, to try to get us to see and understand what alcoholism looked like. Because if I'm crystal clear that I have a disease which is progressive in nature and which is destined to either kill me or get me locked up, then things get pretty sweet. Um, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a common thread that runs through most of us, that moment where we, where we realized and connected to the idea that maybe I'm not just a weak-willed little bastard. Maybe I'm not just a spineless guy. Maybe I have a disease, uh, genetic in nature, um, that's destined to to kill me if I don't do something. The, the the level of anxiety, the level of your discomfort goes up about 10 notches right there because now it's not you making decisions. It's not you. Um, you will have to make some decisions, but but the the, the point is um, the life is 
Chad was talking about it yesterday, this cycle thing that you go through like this. I mean, how many of us have had a blowtorch right up against our rear and we have both hands in the air going, OK, 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 I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything. I, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and try to just to, to stop. And then we do. And then the blowtorch backs away. She comes back, make the payments on the house. Everything seems rosy. And pretty soon I'm back drinking again. My family's baffled. Everybody around me is baffled. And I'm destined to do this over and over and over again. Everything crashes to the ground. And then I say, okay, 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 I'll stop. And we do. How many of y'all have tried to stop a bunch of times? And, and, and it, I mean, when you look back at it, it's embarrassing. It, it's ridiculous. I mean, people will look at it like this and go, geez. I mean, normies will look at us and go, y'all, I don't get it. I mean, why couldn't you just stop? Well, that's a great question. Uh, it's a it's an excellent question. The um, anyway, uh, uh, on that same page, I'm not going to read it, uh, the, the deal. That little piece I just read, he suddenly realized that in order to save himself, he must carry. That's the first must in the big book. How many of us have sat in meetings with people who well, meant well but said there are no musts in the big book? Well, there's there's a ton of them. There, there's a ton of them. there's one right there. And so we'll, 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 we'll pay attention to that and, and see, um, the, um, there's a couple of things about Bill's story. If you flip over to Bill's story on this stuff for a long time, I couldn't relate to Bill at, at all. And the, the problem was, is that I didn't play golf and I didn't, um, I'm not a stockbroker. I didn't, I don't know. I didn't know what a whoopee party was. I, I don't know, guys. I just didn't, I didn't relate to Bill at all. But, but really one night, one night after a meeting, this guy came up to me and he said, Myers, every time we study this, um, this uh, chapter, you always seem to check out. And I went, well, I kind of do, I guess I, I wish, I'm sorry. And he said, no, 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 no. He said, the next time we study it like this, Look and see how many things you that Bill did that you did in trying to quit. And I went, what do you mean? And he said, well, let me let me ask you, did you ever exert willpower to quit drinking? And I went, well, of course I did. Well, so did Bill. How about how about self-knowledge? I mean, how many of y'all have ever been in treatment and you left treatment thinking because I know so much about myself and my and my my internal stuff? that I'm going to be able to, to stay sober based on self-knowledge like that. And then find yourself later standing in front of a beer cooler at a 7-Eleven. Yeah, that, that's it like that. How about fear? Because all of these were marked in my story now of Bill's story where he tried to fear sobered me up for a bit. Yeah, I'm going to lose her if I don't get sober. Fear is enough to get me sober for a little bit. Dozens and dozens of times it was enough. And the last one that most of us have probably tried is the geographic part. How many of us decided? I remember Chris one time saying that he, he was having trouble staying sober where I was in Houston. So he was going to move to uh, Austin, Texas, which was <laughs> which was like party central. And I remember going, Chris, yeah, the, nobody gets drunk in Austin. I mean, it was <laughs> it was insane like that but that's what we do then he moved to atlanta then he moved to vernon texas in the middle of nowhere then he moved i mean it's it's crazy there's four different examples right there of things that bill wilson had done 
and and uh, to get sober. Flip back over um, um, to there's a solution on page 18. There's some little squiggly lines down there. So let me set this up before I read this, because it's important that, that, that we this is kind of nuts and bolts stuff that we've got to cover real quick. Um, so Dr. Silkworth's uh, piece in there, I won't going to get into a bunch of it like this, but 98% of everything that Dr. Silkworth talked about was his realization and understanding that the uh, physical allergy, the physical component of, of this, once I start, I can't seem to call the shot. I, I mean, maybe early on, I could say I'm going to have two beers and I'd have two beers, but later I'd go, I'm going to have two beers and I'd have six or three or 20. Or, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like that. Most of us um, will connect with the physical component of this real quick. Um, we, that's the part that I didn't intend to get so drunk. I threw up on the table. I didn't, I didn't intend to do all that kind of stuff. We'll connect with those dots like that. The, um, then in the next two chapters after uh, there's a, uh, 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 Dr. Silky's story like that, we get Bill's thing out of the way. And then there's a solution and more about alcoholism. They introduce us to this unbelievable idea about um, the, the mental component, which is the most baffling piece of the whole, whole thing. Why is it stone cold sober? Do I pick a drink up again? Knowing intellectually, we're not stupid. Well, I am a little bit, but most of y'all aren't. You're not stupid. You're, you're, you, you understand these things. Um, and yet we do this over and over and over again. Our families look at us and scratch their head and go, what the? You were sober, dude. Why did you get loaded? And the answer is you really don't know either. And, and most, of you, most of you cats that are, that are newer in here, y'all get that. You understand what that's, what that's, uh, uh, what that's like. Um, and there's a solution. They talk about it being an illness of sort. I'm over on page 18. But the ex-problem drinker who has found this solution, who is properly armed with facts about himself, can generally win the entire confidence of another alcoholic in a few hours. Under such an understanding is reached, until such an understanding is reached, there's little or nothing can be accomplished. Um, the, these were pieces early on in this chapter like that, that were connecting dots for us and helping us to understand um, that as I began to put together the nature of my own disease, then I could help other people find the other one. It, out of out of topic here and completely kind of one little fast zig sideways like that. Look over there on the next page on 19, two thirds of the way down the page. There's a little piece there where it says, um, we have concluded to publish an anonymous volume setting forth the problem as we see it. We shall bring to the task our combined experience and knowledge. Now, I, I refer back to it all the time because I think it's important to understand our experience. Ryan remembers what it was like to be a, a, a knucklehead doing the crazy things that we did. That's his experience. And the knowledge was what he earned, what he learned from both working with others and reading the text. And, you know, you, you, you pile up the knowledge there. It would be a decade or so later, decades later, when the publisher of the Grapevine magazine would introduce us to the idea of experience, strength, and hope, 
And now everybody leans into that, that moniker like it carries a bunch of weight. We're going to share our experience, strength, and hope. I wish we could go back to the original book and read it like this. We're going to go back and share our experience and knowledge. Strength and hope is cool. I love that like that. But guys, unless that you notice that they took the knowledge out of there, but unless we have a knowledge of the basic text and how this works, we're going to have a difficult time carrying the message to anyone with any success. I'm never saying that the, that the, that the affiliation with other folks face-to-face and, and the, the, the fellowship and all that. I'm not saying that any of that's not important because it is, it's a, a big piece of our program, but um, I just, I just wish there was a little um, more of the, of the knowledge part. That's the reason why I've been so delighted through zoom, how many book studies we've seen that have popped up in the last three years that weren't there before. Tens of thousands of people are getting a chance to see and understand uh, the basic text in a way that was never available to them. Um, and, and thousands and thousands and thousands of, I couldn't begin to count how many lives have been saved because um, of the knowledge gained um, in sitting in these, uh, um, in these meetings. Pretty, pretty amazing. Um, let me... Let me ask you a real quick question. The, the, um, one of the things that was the most disturbing for me in terms of trying to figure out how to deal with this stuff was this idea that, um, that I couldn't do this by just getting stronger. And so the, the, when they introduced me to this idea of, uh, of a, of a second step deal, of an idea of moving towards my creator like that. It was all foreign to me. I, I could understand it on a kind of an intellectual basis, but I could never internalize any of that. And it, it was troublesome. Um, the, um, I mean, if I get a cold and the doctor says, take the medication, I'll go take the medication and I get over the cold and it's fine. But I did. And, and, and so I'm expecting that I would be able to do that um, um, in, in all of this stuff. Um, the let me look at this thing from I want to if we all understood if we could get everybody that's in our room to understand the the physical component of our disease um, uh, and and then keeping in mind that that because of the progressive nature of this we don't really know where people are on that line. We can guess where they are on that continuum from, I just drank my first beer leaning against my truck out by the 7-Eleven. From there to over here, they're getting ready to unplug the life support thing and I'm going to die. I mean, there's the continuum, but we don't know where you are. Guys, I've worked with, with kids that were 21 years old that were already an end-stage alcoholic. We don't know. Treatment center, you walk into treatment centers these days and you look across the room. I was in one the other day and it looked like a geriatric thing. It looked like a, 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 a an old folks home. I mean, there were there were 40 people in there and they were all um, in their 50s and 60s and 70s. And the, the disease had just manifested. They drank um, um, without a whole lot of problem for a lot of years. We don't know when that stuff is going to change and when it's going to affect us like that. That's the reason why we have to kind of be aware of that. Um, the, uh, um, 
but this 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 mental thing, by the time Bill gets in there and they start connecting up all the dots on this stuff, um, um, they they wanted us to understand that um, the the pure insanity of this thing. Um, how many of y'all ever read the Jay Walker and looked at the book and went, what the why would they put that in this book? I mean, who it doesn't make any sense. And then later you went, oh. Damn, that's me. And you connect up the dot that, that that I never I never connected it earlier like that. That's what pure insanity looks like. We we would all have 10 stories about how often we said, I'm gonna stop, I'm not gonna do this anymore. And then we did. Um we crashed and burned, and and our families are are, are just devastated. We are demoralized and completely baffled that why we would do that. Um, and, but at some point in time, and especially if you have a, a decent sponsor, they'll tap you on the shoulder and say, dude, how long is it going to take before you finally realize that you can be perfectly sane in every area of your life, but around this alcohol, you're, you're, you're screwed, dude. You are never going to be able to call the shot. And unless you get the third component of that, that spiritual malady taken care of, how how many go flip over to page 52 let's talk about this real real quick the the um how many of y'all remember the day that you connected the dots and realized that stone cold sober no booze no no funny stuff no dope no nothing in the picture that you felt like the bedevilments over on page 52 i'm going to read this real quick it just takes just a second we were having trouble with personal relationships. We couldn't control our emotional natures. We were prey to misery and depression. We couldn't make a living. We had a feeling of uselessness. We were full of fear. We were unhappy. We couldn't seem to be of real help to other people. Was this not the basic solution? Was not a basic solution of these bedevilments more important than whether we should see newsreels of lunar flight? Of course it was. Guys, at seven years sober, all of these had, and sober's in a big quotation mark, at seven years sober, all of these had manifested in my life. I can't hardly work. I'm having trouble with personal relationships. I can't control my emotional natures like this. I'm feeling full of fear. I'm depressed. All of these things were manifest, but because I never, ever picked up this book and because I was in a group with the culture that never reads the book, nobody was able to help but I guarantee you, it, it, is a, it is a game changer to be in a position to where you're sober and you're whistling down the road and everything is all groovy. And then a year later, you're sitting there day by day feeling distant and apart from everything. And pretty soon, the only thing that you could think of that might connect the dots, the only thing that will scratch that itch, that restless, irritable and discontent would be a drink. And then the insanity returns and you drink and the cycle starts all over again. This is, this is crazy. So the solution, obviously, the solution is always going to be stay focused on the spiritual solution. The, the, the center of our program centers around a relationship with our creator. Bill Wilson wrote a whole chapter, um, uh, uh, We Agnostics, um, um, around this whole idea of trying to make sure that you understood what was going on 
and 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 why things were happening um, the the way that they were due. Look, look, go for just a second. Flip back over to um, um, not that one. Uh, we agnostics, page forty four. I want to read something real quick. Um, this is again something that um, if you're if you ever find yourself in a situation where you feel overwhelmed trying to qualify somebody, there's just too much stuff to do. And it happens. There's just too, do I read the whole book? Do I, whatever do I, you know, the, let me make a suggestion real quick. Um, um, if I've got a brand new little guy, let's say, let's say, Will, Will looks like he needs some help this morning. There he is right there. I'm going to, Will. Uh, let's, let's say I just met Will and uh, in a meeting and he was sitting, looking at his, looking at the table, and he's not really engaging anybody, and he's just sort of sitting there like that. My very favorite place to read is this first paragraph in We Agnostics on page forty-four. I haven't met Will before. I, I haven't, I haven't, I don't know him. And so here's the deal. I'm gonna, I, I would say, uh, in this meeting, I'd say, Will, like, if you got two seconds, and he's a yeah, let me. I want to read you a paragraph and and see what your answer would be. And he said, Oh, okay. Um, we hope we've made clear the distinction between the alcoholic and the non-alcoholic. If, when you honestly want to, you find you cannot quit entirely, and it's in the same sentence, there's just a word or and a comma there. If, when drinking, you have little control over the amount you take, you're probably alcoholic. Now, hold your finger right there. There's, there's two things. They're talking about choice and control. It's that simple. Choice and control like that. If you tell your wife, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to drink again. And then three weeks later, you find yourself drinking. You've you've lost the power of choice. If, if you tell that same wife, "I'm going to stop off at this place and drink a beer with these guys on the way home. I'll be there at six for dinner." And then you don't show up because you're back over there drinking beer with these knuckleheads. There it is. Now you've lost the ch the choice of of uh, of uh, control. Uh, the uh, uh, choice and control are the two indicators um, that we are in some dark tunnel there. We're, we're, we're in trouble. And so without all the reading, without all the other kind of stuff, um, and so he's going to, these are answers, the way the sentence is put in there, you can answer them yes or no. There's not, you don't have to be vague about it. Yes, yes. And if that's the case, look at what it says. If this be the case, you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. So now I, I got I got the hook in this guy, and 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 we have an opportunity to make some progress. If he if he wants to, he gets to make the decision whether or not he moves forward about this stuff. Sometimes I I, I watch me and my buddies for years. We try to pull guys along against their will, and and you can't. You can't do that. You, you got to they have to be motivated to do that. But I'm going to say right now, if this opportunity like that, that um, if you if you don't uh, move pretty quick, um, you will find yourself in a in a weird situation, guys, where where the motivation is gone and the, and the willpower is gone. That's the reason why uh, when I first sobered up, people were taking eight, nine months to work guys through the steps. I have a lot of friends that were taking through the steps one step a month. So it would take them a full year to get through that stuff. And very few of us were staying sober. And then I got hooked in at seven years. I got hooked in with those crusty old guys at, at, at primary purpose. And those folks 
um, we're, we're taking guys through the work in 35 days, 40 days, you know, 45 days is a long one. Um, and, and I mean, it would make people's hair catch on fire when you would talk about this stuff. And in, in those days, I, I was traveling a lot and I'd be in Europe talking to someplace like this. And I'd have five or six people come up ever talk going, no, 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 you can't do this. You know, this is not this is not a race. Oh, guys, it 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 is. You're racing against the 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 your willingness to do this, because I promise you, I, I've watched it so many times that it's sickening to see people that were so excited to be in these rooms and so excited to be doing this work that they could already feel is moving them towards this amazing end of the picture, this relationship with their creator. And, and people start stopping and slowing down and this kind of stuff. And it only takes a little bit and, and they'll, 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 you'll lose them. And it's just, it's just troublesome. Um, so, so if we understand cl uh, clearly that we have this 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 piece of physical stuff and this mental component that that this pure insanity that's there like this, um, then we're left with this solution which is spiritual in nature like that. And and Bill Wilson, I mean, to, to stop and think about this, y'all, that Bill Wilson would write a chapter like this is amazing. I mean, in a few pages back, over on page thirteen or fourteen, whatever, when when um, uh, Bill Wilson is talking to uh, Ebby. Bill is contemptuous times 10. I mean, he's just like, uh, uh, it, it, he's just, he doesn't even recognize that it's a possibility. Some pages later, he's laying in the hospital and going, holy cow, I just had this experience. And then this thought comes to him, this contemptuous, I hate anything religious kind of thing. He has this thought that says, hey, wait a minute. Maybe I could carry this message to somebody else. And then he begins to modify his approach to that whole thing. Um, step two stuff does not take a lot of time. Guys, I've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, 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 of uh, step stuff, steps one, two, and three, um, sitting on the tailgate of my truck before a meeting with somebody that I had just met in the parking lot before the meeting. It, 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 is, it is not take a long time. And yet how many of us have sat in meetings going, well, and heard people go, well, I'm, I'm working on step two. Well, I'm, I'm working on step two. I'm working. Quit. The book is clear and there, and there's a solution and more about alcoholism, that alcoholism, they're painfully clear that this is a decision that we get to make. Are you willing to believe that there's a power greater than yourself? If you are, let's go. I don't care whether you think God is Thor or whether you think God is some tree. I don't, I don't care. And nor should you at this point. What's important is that you're willing to move towards that creator. And if you are, that means that as you do this, your hand comes off the tiller and you get to experience maybe for the first time ever in your life, a sense of peace, a sense of comfort, as you realize that you are not controlling the show that God is. And I'm telling you, if you ever want to know what true serenity feels like, connect that dot and, and you'll be, you'll be blown away by, um, by what that stuff looks like. Um, the, um, it's funny, I guess God wanted me to say, I just dropped part of my book and was looking at it like that. And back on 29, it says further on clear cut directions, or given showing how we recovered. There it is again. Um, <laughs> don't, 
don't send me any texts or anything about how much you hate the word recovered. Okay. I get it. Um, but I think you'll, I think you'll totally, um, uh, dig it, um, later on. And, and I gotta say, I didn't say it before, but, um, if you're 20 years sober and you're still introducing yourself as recovering, what does that say to the new guy? 20 years later, I'm still carrying a trigger list and I'm still not well. That's a scary thought. Wouldn't it be cooler if you could just say 20 years down the road that I've recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body? Yes, I'll always be an alcoholic. I'll always be a little dope fiend from hell. I will. But the obsession is gone. When restless, irritable, and discontent comes back into the picture, I just move gently back towards my creator and that stuff goes away. Or I do what Clifford says, Myers, why don't you get off your skinny butt and go help somebody? And then I would do that. And it would be amazing how, how different that would feel. Flip over to page 60 real quick and we'll kind of get the things connected up here. We're, we're in a position on this stuff, y'all, where um, um, if we have made these decisions um, that we, we admit the, the powerlessness of this deal and we admit that we're willing to lean into an understanding of something that I may not even understand, but at least I'm willing to lean that direction like that, then we've satisfied what's necessary in step one and two. And, and then the only other piece in here that, that is so important early on is this idea of, of, of step three, which was simply making a decision. I mean, uh, uh, maybe I'm making a decision that we were going to go on and, and finish the rest of this work. But notice, because of the way that the stuff is set up, we have the power now to do that. I mean, come on, what would happen if they'd have switched it around and put uh, uh, your inventory in step one and the amends in step two? And, and y'all understand? I mean, th th that's a no brainer. This would be uh, a train heading for um, a dumpster fire overnight. I mean, it's not going to be anything that's, that's salvageable like that. The idea that I could gently kick that door open and let God into the picture and realize that the things that I wasn't willing to look at, all of a sudden I'm willing to look at, that's that's nothing short of, of miracle on top of miracle. Bottom of page 60, Bill introduces us to this idea and 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 he'll he'll he starts talking about it on 62. That selfishness and self-centeredness that we think is the root of our troubles. Um early on, everybody pushes back against it. I'm not selfish. I've made some bad decisions. I, I own that, but I'm not selfish. And um, um, but he introduces us to this idea, um, and then he 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 paints this picture, which I think is probably the most eye-opening thing that there ever was written in the big book. Is this 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 miracle work from sixty to sixty-three, where the third step prayer is, where they introduce you to the stage character. And then you get to decide where you are. I talk about it all the time because it's so fun to talk about like that. They, they, uh, there's nothing cooler than to wake up and realize that you're a gold-plated fake, that you're simply a stage character full of manipulation, full of, of, of dishonesty.
you seem to think that you can overcome selfishness by exerting more willpower. Do and he, I remember him looking at Clifford, and he looked back at me, and he looked back at Cliff again, and he just kind of shrugged his shoulders, and he said, "Clifford, you got your work cut out for you." Um, and 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 it was a little later. I asked Clifford, I said, what did he mean? And he said, because the basis of our program is that you're not trying to run the show. And, and, and uh, uh, Joe would tell me a dozen times before it finally connected that if I would ever, ever get my hand off the tiller and let God run the show, that my life would be transformed. Guys, I'm telling you, it, to this day, 35 years down the road, it still doesn't make any sense to me intellectually. I still can't line it up on an intellectual plane, but where I can line it up is the anecdotal part of that. The, the watching thousands and thousands of people that have come into these rooms that have followed this program and have been transformed uh, by the very nature of the, the, because they were willing to do the work um, and they were willing to, uh, to do what they were asked to do. Um, there's something there's something pure magic here, guys, with the idea of being able to um, rely on our creator um, and know that I don't have to get up in the morning and, and um, I don't have to be special. I can just get up and let God do that deal. Um, we do the third step and then we get up and in some inventory and we see some clarity and then we take the things that we see of, that are objectionable. Um, and it's fascinating how many folks see that for the first time. I remember that. And then we ask God in six and seven to remove those things. We get ready to make the amends and go through all that. Again, we feel like we are on a different plane looking at this thing. Instead of being Myers-Ramer, defensive idiot, always trying to defend my mistakes, always trying to defend everything that I did like that. Now I'm, I'm not like that. Now I'm sitting there quietly going, I stepped on some people and there are, there are things I regret. And I want to go back and try to clear that those regrets up and deal with that. Um, magic stuff. Um, I get into 10 where, where I can uh, make these basic inventory stuff every day and try to keep my, my, side of the street uh, is as clean as I can be. Um, our goal is not a spiritual plane where we're just floating through space. Our goal is to be crystal clear in this thing and see uh, and understand that there is a different way to live my life, a completely different way. Um, and then Bill would, and we don't have time obviously to do that, but Bill will introduce us to this amazing 11 and 12 uh, where we get to understand that everything valuable in our program centers around what we do um, in our effort to stay close to God. Um, Joe McQuaney and Cliff used to always say, like, Myers, go back to Dr. Bob's thing. Go back to this clean house deal. Like that. Um, uh, this is all about how much time are you spending with God and how much time are you spending with God's kids? Are, are you spending time with your creator every day and are you spending time and making it a priority to spend time with God's kids? Now, listen, it, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I just, if there's anything that I could get you to understand, if I could just kind of, if I could give it to you in a pill, I would, that would make you just go, go, hey, wait a minute, I need to stop thinking about me all the time and start thinking about somebody else. Let me close with this. If you're, if you're new, I'm, I already love you. I, I I just I wish you were here. I'd give you a little noogie and 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 just 
I want you to stay, buddy. It would be the coolest. The, the, if you've been around for a little bit like this, instead of going to a meeting and sitting there talking to your homies and, 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 and all your pals like that, stand outside and watch the people that are walking across the parking lot with their head on the parking lot. Um, now pay attention to the people that are sitting in the meeting that are staring at the tabletop and are not looking around the room any like that. These are people that are hurting. This is help hurting drunks 101. Uh, um, don't, don't, don't spend that time. I tell all the men that I sponsor at a, at a, that are, were there in, in meetings, I said, don't come up to me during our meetings like that. I'm, I'm available 24 seven. You can call me anytime we can talk. We'll do whatever. But at that meeting, I'm looking for the same people that you need to be looking for, which are the people that are struggling and hurt. And I'm going to go, I'm going to slide up next to them, ask them what I could do to help offer some, some hope. Um, read them that paragraph at the top of page 44 um, and see if I can't begin to pull them gently with a vision of how magic um, this whole thing could be. Yes, you can live your life with no booze and no dope, but more importantly than that, you can live your life completely transformed. That's some badass stuff. I think I better shut up. I love you guys. Thank you so much for letting me come. Ryan, Risa, you guys, I, I sure love y'all.